Hey guys, I know that's been a while, but I thought it'd be nice to get back into this and kind of hit you guys with a little different format for how this is going to go. So, how this is going to work is we are going to just read through a chapter, and as we do that, we're going to stop on some verses and kind of just talk about what's going on and like the meaning behind things. And hopefully, this gives you a feel of like a virtual Bible study. And maybe in the future, I could get some of you guys involved in an episode and we could have a study set, a study sesh together. So, we're going to be in a different spot in the Bible than the past episodes, and uh, that's going to be Isaiah, and we're going to start there and make our way through the prophets to Ezekiel. And I'm very excited to do this, and without further ado, let's get started with this thing. Chapter 1. These are the visions that Isaiah, son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. He saw these visions during the years of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahazah, and Zechiah, the kings of Judah. Yeah, I know I butchered those names, but it's okay. And this section is labeled, A Message for Rebellious Judah. Listen, O heavens, pay attention, earth. This is what the Lord says. The children I raised and cared for have rebelled against me. Even an ox knows its owner, and a donkey recognizes its master's care. But Israel doesn't know its master. My people don't recognize my care for them. Oh, what a sinful nation they are, loaded down with a burden of guilt. They are evil people, corrupt children who have rejected the Lord. They have despised the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on him. And I'd like to take a moment to talk about that verse, and I think it's interesting how it's talking about how God's chosen people, like, they're chosen by God, and yet they still turn away from him. And I just think it's really interesting, and so, with that being said, let's move on. Verse 5. So, why do you think, why do you continue to invite punishment? You must rebel forever? Your head is injured, and your heart is sick. You are battered from head to foot, covered with bruises, welts, and infected wounds, without any soothing ointments or bandages. Your country lies in ruins, and your towns are burned. Foreigners plunder your fields before your eyes, and destroy everything they see. Beautiful Jerusalem stands abandoned, like a watchman's shelter in a vineyard, like a lean-to in a cucumber field after the harvest, like a helpless city under siege. If the Lord, if the Lord of heaven's armies has not spared a few, had not spared a few of us, we would have been wiped out like Sodom and Gomorrah. And I think that verse, verse 9 there, where it's talking about how the Lord of Heaven's army spared a few people, that's just showing that even though they turned away, God is still showing his mercy towards them. Alright, moving on to verse 10. Listen to the Lord, you leaders of Sodom. Listen to the law of our God, people of Gomorrah. Which makes you think, I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord. I am sick of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to worship me, who asks you to parade through my courts with all your with all your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts and incense of your offerings disgust me. As your celebrations of a new moon and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. That's pretty intense. And so, let's talk about this one. And so, that last section, uh, 
it's talking about how like even though they brought all these offerings and sacrifices to God, it meant nothing because there's no meaning behind it. And that kind of applies to life today. You can go to church, go to youth group, and all that, but if there's no intention to know God and develop a relationship with Him, then it's all meaningless. If you have the intention with you, that's all you need. And that happens, and sometimes uh, that stuff happens when you go through the motions. And that happens especially when you're in worship and you find yourself just saying the words and like reading them off the screen. And it, you just gotta, you just gotta like get into it and know what you're saying. And you ha- you're supposed to have the intent of bringing praise to the Lord when you're doing that type of stuff. And so let's move on. We are on verse 14. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hand in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with blood of innocent victims. Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the cause of orphans. Fight for the rights of widows. Come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Though you are red like crimson, I will make them white as wool. If you only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. If you turn away and refuse to listen, you will be devoured by the sword of your enemy. I, the Lord, have spoken. And that is pretty crazy. And what it's talking about is how even though they've done all these bad things, God is giving them, like, the instructions on just like how to like get back in line with him and he's just telling us a way to get out of that punishment and that's just by obeying his commands and everything that he tells us to do and uh, that's the end of the first section of chapter one and this next one is labeled unfaithful jerusalem and it starts on verse 21 see how jerusalem once so faithful has become a prostitute once the home of righteous and justice justice she is now filled with murderers. Once like pure silver, you have become like worthless slag. Once so pure, now you are like watered-down wine. Your your leaders are rebels, the companions of thieves. All of these love bribes and demand payoffs, but they refuse to defend the cause of orphans or fight for the rights of widows. Therefore, the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, The mighty one of Israel says, I will take my revenge on my enemies and pay back my foes. I will raise my fist against you. I will melt you down and skim off your slag. I will remove you of your impurities. Then I will give you good judges again and and wise counselors like you used to have. Then Jerusalem will will be called the home of justice and the faithful city. Zion will be restored by justice. Those who repent will be revived by righteousness. But rebels and sinners will be completely destroyed. And those who desert the Lord will be consumed. And that says consumed. Consumed by what? Like, what does that mean? And when it says that, uh, in my head, I kind of think they're like consumed by sin and like the wrath of God. Like they're lost. Because they deserted him and following the Lord is known as like the way and 
they like lost their way when they desert the Lord. All right, continuing at verse 29. You will be ashamed of your idol worship in groves of sacred oaks. You will blush because you worshiped in gardens dedicated to idols. You will be like a great tree with withered leaves, like a garden without water. The strongest among you will disappear like straw. Their evil deeds will be the spark that sets it on fire. They and their evil works will burn up together, and no one will be able to put out the fire. And so, verse 30 there. I thought that was really interesting. I'm going to read it again. You will be like a great tree with withered leaves, like a garden without water. So, what's the point of a great tree that has withered leaves? There isn't one. The withered leaves serve no purpose, and so, in life, you may be great and mighty, but if you don't know God, then you won't understand what your purpose is, and it'll seem like you just wither away without a purpose, which is not how God intended life to be. He wants you to live a life full, a life fulfilled by your God-given purpose. A quick connection to that is Philippians 1.6, and that says, For he who has begun a good work in you will continue that until the day of Christ Jesus. And that concludes the reading of chapter 1. you guys are ready for this. We haven't done this one in a while, but I'm very excited to get back into the song of the week. And so this week, there's been a song that's just like been on my mind. And honestly, it's probably been more than a week, but this song is so good. I had to put it into one of my, one of the top songs on my bedtime playlist because I love to wish, listen to worship music when I go to bed. And so this song made itself up on that list. And so uh, this song is by Brandon Lake, and uh, it's called Gratitude. And I just really love the humbleness of the song and just how like somber and impactful it is. And if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. It's an amazing song. And so that's the song of the week. And with all that, that concludes uh, today's episode of Truth and Trials, and I know I said this earlier in the introduction, but uh, if you guys ever feel like you want to be on an episode with me or do like a a study session together uh, that's recorded and posted on a podcast, just let me know and we can do that, and I'll have some stuff lined up for us, and yeah, that'd be great, and so I hope you guys have a great week and learn something new by listening to this. See you later, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Truth and Trials. Today, I have a special guest there for you, and her name is... JC! She's my little sister, and JC, uh, can you tell me why you're here today? Um, well, I'm here because, um, well, we, we thought it would be good to do, um, uh, episode together, and we haven't done one on my, um, podcast, Little Life Lessons, and you guys can go check that out right now, but before, well, after you listen to this podcast, of course, yeah. You can go check it out whenever you want, really. (laughs) But yeah, uh, I have my little sister guest starring today, and today we're going to be reading through 
Isaiah chapter 2, and we're just going to read straight through it, so grab your Bibles if you want. We are reading out of the uh, NIV, oh wait no, the NLT I believe, and so you can use that as uh, just a reference point, but whatever translation you have, just feel free to pull out your Bible and follow along with us as we dive into Isaiah chapter 2. <clears throat> 